internet, how are you guys doing today? Welcome to another episode of A Casual Conversation. My name is Nicholas Bayshore, and joining me today are Eric Schwartz. What's up? And Miguel Benedict. How's it going, everyone? On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the lack of positivity in the media and other outlets in today's world. But first, how have you guys been this week? What's been going on? Anything interesting? Decent. It's been decent. It's the weather is teasing me because it's like, oh, today is like 60 today. And then the next day is like 30. Like, oh, (laughs) consistency, Mother Nature. Come on. I know it's killing me. Every time Eric talks about the weather, I feel like we're about to hear of his latest uh, romance endeavors. It just sounds like it's a relationship with the weather and they're very close and it keeps like teasing him until it's going to let him go outside and play Pokemon. It is. It is. It's a love hate relationship with the weather, uh, especially in Michigan. I wish I could live somewhere else like California. I'm nice. just waiting for you to tweet out going outside to read a book on the lawn. And then like five minutes later, Oh crap, it's snowstorming. <laughs> just, I'm waiting yeah. for it to happen. Yep. It'll happen. Don't worry. It's Michigan. What about you, Miguel? What's been going on, dude? Just enjoying spring break. Um, I I've recently looked at my calendar just to see like okay like what's my week out of spring break looking like, and I came to realize I have like five things that are due when I get out of spring break. So I'm like I'm wrestling with okay, do I do a little bit every day to just make my you know it won't be like a pure break that I was hoping for, or do I just leave everything for the week I come back and make it like future Miguel's problems? Like let, let's let yeah. him handle that. So yeah. I don't know. That is exactly how I am too, man, because I've got some stuff due over the week. I actually have some stuff that's due over spring break, so I have no choice. Um, Thanks, journalism. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I'm going to honestly, as much as I'd love to be like future Nick care about it, I really need to do some over break. Yeah, and I honestly, I won't won't do my, my future self like that. I mean, yeah. you, you can't. Yeah, like, no. Bloodborne comes out the Tuesday I get back from break. So mm-hmm. that's a big deal. And I have two tests the same week. So like, I, I need to spend my time studying for those two exams. So I'm right. going uh, to calm down and just do some stuff over break. That's Solid. my plan. Yeah, that's what's been going on with me too. Spring break's been great. Been playing some great games, testing some good, uh, testing some good betas and alphas out, and uh, just doing homework, you know? That's yes, journalism. Same old, same old. God, I'm so sick. Speaking of which... Speaking of which, yeah, no, this is a great topic, and I love talking about this because we've talked about it in many classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea that we're, that we're sitting on here is the lack of positivity in modern media, which I think is evidently true. I mean, the the most positive newscast that I actually remember watching was ABC covering a freaking llama chase in Arizona. And that <laughs> I was remember amazing. That. I, oh. I, but like that's the happiest thing that I remember lately. I know, and it's kind of a shame because like. I feel like the unhappy stuff gets a lot more watches, obviously, because it's like people at a car crash. They just like, I don't know. It's just like this innate human curiosity. They want to see what's happening, what's going on. But I don't like, that's why I don't watch the news. I don't really care. Like, yeah, I know there's a lot of bad shit that happens every day and it's sad, but, you know, I don't want to have to be brought down by it every second of every day. You know, I know that it happens. We all know that it happens and we do stuff about it if we can, but, you know, it's just... Mm -hmm the thing of it and sometimes it's nice to see like some puppy save its owner every once in a while you know it's yeah yeah the journalism community definitely has this whole like if it bleeds it leads kind of mentality um which you know i understand like i'm not i'm definitely i don't advocate like putting your head in the sand and being like oh like the world it's all like rainbows and rivers made of gravy and like no like there's there's shit going on in this world there are many bad people 
you know, doing bad things. So I definitely don't advocate shutting yourself off from the things that are going on in the world. Uh, I think being well informed is a, not only is it a must, I think it's, um, it's like, it's a responsibility that everyone should have. But that being said, the the sensationalization of violence and, uh, you know, constantly hitting me with all of this, you know, all these like ISIS things and all like this, um, just gore every day, every every time I turn on the news at six or something. It just it, it tends to bring ones down. For right. Yeah, and I you know as I, I love this episode because I can go full journalist on this on this episode. By all um, means, I, I think it's a very interesting topic because it's something we we always talk about with journalism, right? It's it's the idea of balancing balancing truth with I, basically. I mean, you got to think of it as entertainment. You know, it's not the best mm-hmm. word to use, but I mean that's how a lot of the media is today. What what cute kitten story can we pull to gain a bunch of viewers before we roll the ISIS story? You know, like yeah. that, it's it's that's how it works, mm-hmm. um, especially on television. And I gotta admit, I'm with you guys. Like, I, there's there's a lack of positive media out there. Um, and it, I think the interesting thing is it's always it's gonna di- what dictates what's on it's its newsworthiness, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a bunch of different things you can use. There's timeliness, you know. So if it is something that's happened in the last 24 hours, obviously it's more timely than something that would have happened in the last week. Um, and there's also the idea of various topics. Uh, for example, one of the topics you know that we have in like the the seven big things is like bizarre, right? Is it weird? Absolutely. Let's roll it. Um, for example, a woman who has like 400 cats and they're all rescues you know like that that'd be a bizarre story right and it's always interesting though because when when you're working in news media you're going out you're covering stories that your editor will tell you about or that you will find yourself and then pitch to your editor and quite often you have to cover the stories in a day like the the crazy technology has not been very kind to journalists especially in television because they all do their own editing most of them do their own filming they don't even have a cameraman anymore right they got to lug a giant ass camera out there set it up blah 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 unless they're doing something live um in which case they probably have a truck with them for you know the transmission tower but it's it's always so interesting because i think it's difficult to balance telling the truth right Mm -hmm. telling stuff that matters right and maintaining positivity and i always think that's interesting because like you you're right miguel there's plenty of people out there that and i mean eric you said this too there are deaths all the time there are all the time and one one ex- extremely like newsworthy thing is literally death people want to know what happened when someone died yeah. and that's why you see a lot of these cases and stuff on news um you know, and some of them are brutal. And I also think it's interesting, however, that there are some cases that aren't reported, right? And that's one thing I always find kind of interesting, uh, because like in the pursuit of the truth, and in the in the idea of you know uh, making sure that everything's like equally represented in the news, a lot of stories are missed out on, you know. And it, it frustrates yeah. me. It frustrates me a lot. And I understand there's like limited time slots and things along those lines. But there are truly positive stories out there that can have some sort of impact that aren't aired in favor of these darker ones. Um, right. It's it's extremely interesting because I feel like all we have now are like the um, pop culture stories and then the darker stories like murder or, you know, um, this trial's going on or this football player beat up this this football player, stuff like that. And it's frustrating because there's so many good stories that are honestly like passed up on, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's like sometimes they'd rather air this, you know, homicide, suicide 
that sure. you know, murder suicide than air something like a little girl, six year old girl who survives cancer or something, you know, and and is gonna be okay. It's rather, yeah, you know. it's frustrating. We have we have a local hospital, East Tennessee Children's, and they're the people that I raise money for every year with Extra Life, which is that mm-hmm. marathon. I do for those uh, for those of you listening. Um, I do a twenty five hour gaming marathon each year to raise money for Children's Hospital. And I've become like very attached to some people there, and I, I talk to them, uh, you know, not not all the time, but frequently. And it's very interesting because if um, there's like they're doing a huge fundraiser or they're doing like um, anything along those lines that is like accepted by like the general Knoxville area, which is where I'm at, um, it's covered. Like they just did a Dancing with the Stars fundraiser to raise money for East Tennessee, and they raised a lot of money, and I'm very happy they did. But you saw that all over the news, right? And then yeah. when you know you have, uh, for example, there's there's a girl that um, I met through my mother, and she she survived cancer, and that wasn't a story, right? So I I think it's very interesting, and like the cool thing with her, she got through cancer by playing the Nintendo Wii and it was like a really cool story you know to sit down and listen to and stuff and it really got me like pumped to do Extra Life every year um, but like she also does this amazing thing this this young girl I, I think she's uh, roughly 14 15 now I, I can't quite remember um, but she actually collects gift cards and she goes and gives them to the parents uh, of the children in the hospital and they're like Starbucks and like, you know, Chili's and restaurants and stuff because they're there constantly because these kids are going through hell, right? And these parents right. can't afford to pay for all this stuff. So she hands out gift cards in the hospital. And I think that's the coolest story. I really mm-hmm. do. I think that's an amazing story. Yeah. Will it ever be covered? No. You know? No, right. it's, I know. It's and, that's, and that's the thing is you, you, a lot of times people have such a negative attitude towards uh, society and humanity in general because of what they see on the news and stuff they see like oh my god like there's all these horrible things going on like this is what this is what life is this is what all that goes on in the world but it's not you know you have stories like nick like what you just said yeah you know that kind of restores hope and faith and the human race and all that kind of stuff it makes you feel good you know it's like it makes you want to go and do all you know do something like that as well you know i had never even thought to do something like that you know yeah like gift cards that you get from family members and you know go and give them to people in the hospital you know kids or adults or whoever you know people who just you know they're having a hard time and simple it's, things like that make people right. happy exactly important Going off that too, it's I, you know, you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you say a lot of people they because of all the negativity they see, they have this sort of they have this so such a twisted view of humanity, and right. like yeah, like us as human beings, we're capable of you know insane amounts of depravity and you know awfulness, but civilization wouldn't have advanced this far if humans like we weren't inherently looking out for one another to a certain extent. And, you know, like, yeah, there's always going to be the bad apples, but I think people lose sight of that. So when they do hear the story of the girl who, you know, gets the gift cards, I think a lot of people sometimes, they'll like, in their heads, they'll just be like, oh, okay, well, that's just, like, you know, she's not making that much of a difference. Like, she's not doing that. It's not that great. And they sort of discount that as, like, a fluff piece because it's such a small, localized impact and they fail to see that it's an impact, nevertheless, and that if everyone did that in their local area, yeah, well, then the great, impact would be so much like so much far-reaching. I know. Yeah. What's great is if they were aired, like something like that was aired on the media. I think it would spur other people to do something similar in a way, like, wow, you know what? That's a really cool idea. I and mean, you know, I, I could do this because I, I have 
this that I'm good at, or I can make this thing that maybe I can make for people at uh, the mm-hmm. hospital or whatever, do something similar to that. You know, it spurs other people on to do something yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. an interesting trend too, and like I, I've examined this a couple times, is the fact that the the media at this point in time picks up like popular social media stories, and that's what they roll with instead mm-hmm. of going and like looking for these stories themselves. Um, because you know, one thing that you, I ask everyone to consider, because I I understand and I'm with you guys, I would love to see more positive stories, but you also have to consider the fact that the media in itself is owned by higher ups. You know, it is controlled oh, yeah. and funded by people who have an agenda and they push that agenda. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do is make news networks work at optimum capacity with the least amount of people possible so they're as cheap as they can possibly be. And when it comes down to it, you ha- you used to have, you know, 10, 15 people for a news station going out and looking for these kind of stories. And now you've got zero. Because there's one person on a computer who has the job of looking over Facebook and Twitter for heartfelt stories that they can cover with little to minimum effort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's how it's working now because people love those stories and everyone participates in them. Like, you know, the Ice Bucket Challenge, for example, was huge on the media, right? Mm-hmm. You also had a couple different ones. Um, there was a local story of a uh, of a guy who paid for a homeless man's lunch or whatever, um, and that was a YouTube video that had happened, and that went viral. And then the media was like, "Oh my gosh, we got to cover this because everyone will click it if we cover it," and like yeah. that that's what's there. And I always right. think it's very interesting. Like we we just had um, a new sign go up in our journalism school, and the the final line, which you know th- this honestly kind of bothers me, and I'm actually curious what you guys think of this. It says the free press at its best, should reveal the truth. I think the free press at its minimum should reveal the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's verbatim. It may be a word or two off in that, in that last clause. Right. But, you know, I got a text message from uh, a, a buddy of mine who is a uh, PhD student. And, you know, they were like, hey, um, please tell me I taught you better than this, you know? And... That's literally what's printed up in our school, and it's kind of scary. I mean, I studying journalism. I've, I've talked about this with both of you personally, and I may have talked about it on this podcast before. The more I study journalism, the more I don't like journalism, and yeah. it's not because it's a profession that's uninteresting to me. It's mm-hmm. just because it's a profession that's so widely manipulated for others' advantage. When its yeah. job is literally to tell the truth, there right. should be there should be no clause that says at its best. Or right. the free press. The press should tell the truth. There is no, you know, right. that is their goal. Um, and that's the one thing, too, is like I, I understand the positivity and everything. But at the same time, people need to know about ISIS. People oh, need yeah. to know what's going on and understand that here in America, we don't have a lot of problems that the rest of the world has, you know? Mm-hmm. And it always frustrates me when you've got um, these stories that are pushed to the side because of that reason of, oh, it's it's too negative. I think one very big example, and if you guys are seriously interested in this topic, I highly recommend watching, um, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's it's on Netflix. It's a documentary, and it covers the Afghanistan war and press coverage. And it covers the American side of things, and then the the main press that was over there, which is Al Jazeera. I'm sure you've both heard of them. Right. Yeah. Um, and it it talks about the differences in the coverage, and it's mind blowing. You know, like I I had known those existed because I'd studied them for my major, but like you sit and you look at it, 
and you just realize how different American media coverage is from everything else in the world. You know, Al Jazeera, just everything. They will tell everything. And they obviously have a hidden agenda because they posted a lot of negative pictures, a lot of uh, children, be, you know, with being killed in this, that, and the other, and all this other stuff. Um, meanwhile, America's over here just all focused on the United States forces, you know, and there's, there's none of that that's there. And I always think it's so interesting to look at media perspectives from other countries, you know, and it it blows my mind because there's, there's clearly hidden agendas. Even, even if they say there aren't, they are there. They're always going to be there because that's humanity. I don't know. I I find it so interesting to study journalism for like these reasons, for the idea of balancing positive and negative stories, for the idea of how things are represented. And it frustrates me because all it ever is, is just a giant game of who can fund more based on what stories they cover or what they can't cover or who can control the media the most. And it's so sad because, you know, this country was founded on the idea of a free press. And now I feel like we're anything but free. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, there's a lot of things. It's not even just the media anymore. Yeah. It's kind of manipulated and, and well, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, let's, let's be that's honest. Accurate. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, think about it. One thing that a lot, not a lot of people know, Disney is one of the big five that owns our media. Disney is one of the big five. They're one of the companies that own the media, the the news media in the United States of America. That's that's, that's right. scary. That's I mean, why think Frozen about that. got so popular. I was going right? to say, yeah, while <laughs> we're letting it snow, they're over here pulling the strings in some dimly lit back room. Yep. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. But I don't know. I think there's definitely the capacity for some more interesting stories to surface and some really positive stories to surface. And I love to see coverage like that happening. Um, One thing that I've really appreciated is a couple of the student organizations have been working to cover a wide variety of stories, which is kind of nice. And I I think that's something that's always so funny because you you go and you look in these newsrooms and stuff and you're constantly fighting with your audience. And it's frustrating. I mean, now, like, everything's the internet, and you've got all these people. People can go online and watch as many stories as they want on YouTube from as many people as they want that aren't necessarily, like, professionals, which I think is interesting. I was going to say – oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say along the lines of I love the idea of citizen journalism, which is just people that are, you know, sending in photos and whatever. And I think Mm -hmm. that's great. But there needs to be a definitive line on whether or not you're a journalist. Like, Eric, for example, I had someone – when the order came out, reach out to me and say, yeah, man, um, I'll, I'll write up a review and send it your way. And I was like, you don't really like have to do that. And then this guy was like, no, no, I can totally write a game review. It can't be that hard. And then I didn't really get into an argument, but I, I wrote a, you know, a, a pretty decent sized paragraph post. Yeah. And I was like, look, man, like I, re- I respect your opinion. I'm interested to hear it, but you have to understand that you aren't a gaming journalist. Like it's not something you can just say, I'm going to do it. You know, there's an art to it. There's a way to define how games work, how they're broken down, how they're represented. And it, you need to practice it. Like it's not something you just learn overnight. And I think it's the same thing with the news story and and basically any type of story. And it always cracks me up when people are like, Oh, I could do your job as a journalist. No, you couldn't. Don't even get me started. You could not (laughs) read through the AP style book 400 times and tell me if you could do my job. (laughs) You could not. That book is horrible. But anyway, Miguel, what do you got? Oh, no, sorry. I was just laughing at your rant. Like, don't poke oh. the bear, kids. Um, but I was just going to say, I do like the idea of um, the independent or, like, the third-party press. Um, yeah. like, covering what the big corporate-owned uh, news outlets won't or don't. Um, 
I do agree that there needs to be a certain standard. Either that or, like, people should be aware. Because, you know, you always you always get those, like, weird, like, Huffington Post kind of, like, sort of quasi-news groups that sometimes they post articles that you read. And, and I'm like, okay, where are your sources? Like, you know, you got you to gotta yeah. at least post where you're getting these numbers from or what you're doing with that. So I do think that, you know, a citizen who is sick of it and wants to do their own news stories, I think that they should. I also think that they need to at least do a little bit of research and be able to back their stories up with, okay, this is where I'm getting these numbers, these figures and statistics from, that sort of thing. Um, and sort of like not – I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, but basically not try to become like a weekend – like you know how they're weekend warriors? Yeah, become sure. like a weekend journalist. So if you're going to do something – you should at least, you know, figure out how you're going to do it, what your niche is, what you're going for. Um, you know, because there's, there's news groups like, not, not even news groups, but there's groups who kind of cover good, feel-good stories. There's uh, Humans of New York, where he's not necessarily covering news, but he's a photographer. He photographs people, and he gets little snippets of their stories and posts it on Facebook. It's a fantastic sure. page. It, it really is. I follow Humans of New York. I love the guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's not news news, but it's like... It's letting you know that there are other people out there kind of thing. And yeah. um, I, I do like that. And I think there should be more of that out there. And I also think that a lot more people, you know, if they want to cover local local stories that, you know, the newspapers won't, I think they should definitely go out and do it. But in, in accordance, in order to make you happy, they should also, you know, learn sort of the tricks of the trade. And yeah, learn they should practice. also read yeah. that fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, basically, are you guys familiar with what the AP style book is? Yeah, it's like how you how you do um, like it's associated press writing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 like how you do it based like the formats and all that. And yeah. it's nuts. Like I honestly, it's basically a dictionary of everything you can't do when writing journalistically. Um, and of course, there's like different styles like ML, MLA and a, uh, Chicago and AP and stuff. But AP is like the main news thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always so interesting though because I I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of these citizen journalists don't really look into what they're doing, you know, like they, they won't go and actually source something or pull up sources. And on many sites you don't see sources. And it's one of the things that's the most frustrating for me. Like I always, always try to make sure my sources are transparent because that's what backs up the whole story without sources. No, it's not real, you know? And it's, it's very frustrating. That's one of the things too, that I actually get overall uh, on YouTube all the time because I do game game commentary and like uh, casual conversations where I just like chat about like oh what I enjoyed and didn't enjoy and it's very interesting because I've always had a couple people on my YouTube that would come over and be like oh like for I'll use Shadow of Mordor as an example the DLC came out for Celebrimbor mm-hmm. I played it for about four hours roughly recorded that four hours and then I I wasn't really into it so I decided to back off because it was it it was blah I mean I don't have to explain that I mean it was blah it wasn't as good as I thought um just very very repetitive and stuff so it's like all right well this is a hip topic so what I'll do is I'll go ahead and make a video and share my thoughts on the game Mm -hmm. and at the end of the video I said you know for those of you that are interested in more Shadow of Mordor um gameplay this this is probably for you but for those of you that were looking for a story-based DLC that really follows Celebrimbor I would probably recommend shying away from this if you haven't already bought the season pass because it doesn't really focus on story in the four hours that I played and I had a guy go in there and it's like maybe you should wait till the end of the game to review it and I was like you know okay I got mad at the guy it's like one it's not a review 
it's not listed as a review, right? I, in no way did I say it was a review. I said I'm literally sharing my impressions, my opinion on the game based on the time I had spent with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that's always so frustrating. I mean, again, Eric, you know this as well. With games, when you're writing a review, half the time, like if you're doing a piece like that, you can get to a certain point in the game and judge whether or not you have the information you need to write a cohesive piece. Right, exactly. Uh, when I did Bound by Flame for uh, Gaw, I, I didn't beat it. I got about 95% of the way through the game, which I believe is enough to judge the game on its merits. Yeah, and it's it's always interesting, and that's that's kind of the same thing with with various stories that are out there, and I, it it always frustrates me because like people I think literally live off of trying to call out you know people that do what I do right, and it, right. it's it's very frustrating, and like you get over it you know, but it's like hey man look I'm sitting here I'm playing this game I'm trying to educate my audience, and you're this one person that comes in here out of my four thousand yeah. people that doesn't follow what I do, and she's like oh you you asshole you can't play games you can't review games beat the game before you no dude it's not a review it's an dude everyone's a yeah, critic man I don't want everyone is yeah, yeah everyone thinks that they got that like edge of information and be like no man like it's like this because like my bro who's a bro who does this sometimes like a uh, uh, bro occasionally like bro totally case. said I, lo- oh, I love that word totally said like <laughs> that's sure? how you do it and i'm just like <laughs> or not like yeah sh- back it up show me where this is right and it's like no bro like it's fine that pisses me off frustrating it's and so annoying it happens all the time too and like that's one thing that i always get a kick out of is when when i was like i was just saying with the i can be a journalist too no you can't just just let it go like <laughs> it takes time and you can learn how to and do schooling I, I have been studying three years on how to package and maneuver information into a cohesive piece yeah. and i don't even feel like i am close enough to being able to and, do it on a professional level i mean you know with engineering some guy was like um like he's like telling me like yeah man you don't even need to use like shielding gas when you weld it's just like a waste of time i'm like what are you talking about? Like, that's what makes the weld possible. Like, you stupid piece. And, like, I was so pissed because he was adamant. He was like, my grandpa told me, like, the shielding gas is, like, optional. And I'm just like, I just went through four years of school that says it's not optional. Like, yeah. And, he, and he's working for, like, a, a company that welds, like, on, you know, tr- like, city buses. They're, like, doing repairs on city buses. And I'm like, this dumb son of a bitch isn't isn't using like the proper protocol and luckily some other people saw him not welding with it so he like got basically got like told like listen do this or you're fired kind of thing but i'm just like i'm like buddy like granted i haven't graduated yet i'm not a full-fledged welding engineer that being said when you know seven different professors tell you you need shielding gas i don't care how your grandpa did it like, that's the way it needs to be done. And he's over here trying to tell me, like, no, man, Eric, you're fine. Ah, it just ticks me off. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Eric, you. Eric, you, you look like you had something to say. Oh, uh, it's past now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sorry. came and it went. Yeah, and it went. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. The press is always an interesting topic to talk about. You know, it, it's, it's near and dear to me because I've been studying it and I believe that the truth should be out there and there should be, you know, good stories. There should be bad stories. There needs to be, you know, a transparency. I, I don't know. I feel like it's hard for that transparency to exist in the way today's world works, at least here in the United States with the media. 
it's interesting. I'm very curious to see what the media is going to look like in 10 years. Because in the last 10 years, it's gotten shittier. pretty bad. <laughs> it's it's gotten get shittier. Bad. I mean, because right now, I mean, I, I'm withdrawing. Because like, I do a lot of, like, game media stuff. Or, I mean, like, yeah. I look into a lot of game media stuff. So the trend that seems to be becoming increasingly popular is clickbait articles. Oh, and yeah. I Don't even hate, get me started. Oh, Don't I even get me started on that. Clickbait. And so I'm just like slowly withdrawing myself from any news media whatsoever. Anybody that does that. Because I, I won't even give into it. It's stupid. Please don't do it. Yeah. Everyone's doing it too. Kotaku. I used to follow Polygon. I, and I liked a lot of Polygon's cover. Their or coverage, they're doing so much clickbait now. I, I can't do it. IGN is nothing but clickbait. Uh, yeah. um, and for it's those, so frustrating. I was yeah, going to say, do a little familiar, plug. Yeah, for those who aren't familiar with clickbait, um, it's basically an article that where the title is like, um, mother comes up with new skinny pill that shocks doctors. And you're like, what? And you want to click it. It's like, like baiting you to click it. Like, come click me. You know, and I'm if just, you do click yeah. on the article, there's like four lines of text and then you have to hit the next button to go through again. Because yeah. they get a whole new set of ads that they then make more money off yeah. of. Yeah, and then like sometimes you go to a site, like some news sites that I avoid is like three ads will move onto your screen all at the same time. Yeah. Like the transition. I'm like, get the fuck, I'm trying to read your goddamn article. Yeah. Like, my favorite are the ones where they have like the pictures where it's like Disney what would Disney princesses look like in their teens? And every photo is a separate page. Yeah. So like just money, money, yeah. money, money. And you're just clicking uh, through it and you're just paying them tons of when every one of those photos should have been on a single freaking page. Like yep. it drives me nuts. Yes. There's oh man, we need to talk about that in an episode because that is a whole episode right there. Because yep. not a lot of people think about it, but when you like analyze advertising, it is amazing how crazy messed up it is on on yeah, many outlets. Adding on to that too, we should probably do because I was thinking about you know when we we're talking about journalism and stuff, statistics and how those are so easily bent. We could mm, probably do we could probably do one about how like studies show and I'm like well what kind of study was it was it a blind study was it did you have a control group like what did you what did you <laughs> yeah. did, did you interview like four four people like no I asked my grandma she said she liked it <laughs> yeah sounds right. about right yeah and a so. lot of people do do that too they go with whatever sources like they're the most comfortable talking to which is often mm. their grandmother and it's like yeah. what the <laughs> I don't know Anyway, though, I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining us today on this episode of A Casual Conversation. And we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, uh, especially this week. It feels like, like I said, I know we've put out episodes, but it feels like forever since I've been disengaged in the show. So I apologize to everyone listening about that. Um, remember, too, guys, you can send us topic ideas and questions for the end of the show via our Gmail account, which we'll be pulling this weekend and putting into next week's episodes, or by tweeting them to one of us on Twitter. Speaking of which, where can they find you guys at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at E-Rage, that's E-R-A-E-G-E, and YouTube under the same name where I do fitness stuff. Fitness stuff. Fit- hilarious Pumps. fitness stuff. Pumps. Nice. Pumps. Get you pumped up with a laugh or two. There you Deck go. of pain. Deck yeah. of pain, baby. <laughs> All right. You can holler at me on Twitter at uh, OG underscore Migsy. That's M-I-G-S-Y. We're trying to break his uh, Twitter virginity this week, so send Don't him a tweet. Anybody. Still waiting for it. Anybody. You guys, it's going to happen, Miguel. I promise. People love you. All right. It's going to be okay. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. 
You guys can also find me on Twitter at Valence, A-V-I-A-L-E-N-C-E, on YouTube under the same name, and uh, also on Twitch, where I'm streaming video games all week. So you guys should drop by, hang out, and talk about uh, talk about the media and stuff. It'll be fun. But anyway, guys, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for us today on the podcast. We'll see you guys all on the next episode, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the ones from this week. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Did my voice just crack like hardcore? No, no, it didn't. Uh, isn't it Avalanche? Yeah.